When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is episode 57 with Michelle Bar Parekh. Are you looking for business school without the BS? Maybe you want to learn leadership from the very best. Learn how to hire, inspire, or fire. Or maybe you want to start or grow your business. Why not check out thrive15.com forward slash nomads. Trainings are broken up into 15-minute episodes that are guaranteed to make you learn in a practical way. You can learn from world-class mentors like Lee Cockrell, David Robinson, and Michael Levine. Check it out. www.thrive15.com forward slash nomads. Or you could just enter thrive15.com and enter the promo code nomads. And you should have 30 days of free access of inspired world-class training for a tenth of the cost of business school. Www the thrive15.com forward slash nomads. Welcome to the As Told by Nomads podcast, where you'll learn how nomads, third culture kids, entrepreneurs, and leaders all over the world embrace their global identity and use their difference to make a difference. And now, Having lived on four different continents, here's your host, Tyo Roxas. Hey there. Before the episode starts, I just wanted to ask a huge favor from you faithful listeners. I'd love it if you could leave a review and comment on the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. Just go there, you know, give it five stars or four stars or whatever you feel like, and then just leave some comments about how you feel like some of these episodes have helped you out. So, as told by Nomads on iTunes or as told by Nomads on Stitcher, and uh, leave some reviews. Thank you very much, and enjoy the episode. Welcome, everybody, to As Told by Nomads. Today, I have with me Michelle Barpereg, and she's a fascinating individual. She founded, developed, and managed her own um, relocation companies from 1984, first in Amsterdam, then throughout the Netherlands, and from 2000, with venture capital investment, she founded a pan-European company, Foursquare Group, with um, offices across Europe. She sold that in 2006 to a U.S. management company, and she's personally managed, advised, and supported relocations of many thousands of transferees 
of the families across the world. She's basically subject matter expert in this, and I'm so glad to have her on here. So um, with her profession, she mentors with workshops, trainings on running successful relocation companies, and she's helped with marketing solutions, hiring, and personal development. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you very much. <laughs> so you do a lot of relocation. Why is that something that you're focused on? And maybe to give our audience a bit about you, can you tell us what your background is and why it's so personal to you? Well, I think that's a lovely question because the truth of the matter is that I come from immigrant stock myself. My family uh, fled the anti-Semitism in Russia in 1890, as many did, and came to the States or to the UK very often, and I came to the, my family came to the UK. So we're a family that sounds and looks very British, but actually we, two generations back, we were all living in Russia. So I love that. Immigrant society is very important to our world, and I, I love being an immigrant. I think it gives you a certain power. I married a Dutchman when I was only 21. He brought me to Holland, new society again, and now my children and grandchildren are speaking Dutch and going to Dutch schools, and they think they're Dutch. And I love that. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so you, okay, so they think the Dutch, they identify with uh, the Holland, Netherlands as uh, their home? I'm guessing. Yes, they do. My my grandchildren, especially my children, may my own children who are now in their forties, early forties, will say, "Well, I'm, they always like to say I was born in Britain." They sound very British because as a family unit, we always spoke English, mm -hmm. but their lives are very Dutch. Mm -hmm. And um, my grandchildren, of course, are, are a watered down version of of of. They're they're much more Dutch, I would say. <laughs> but on the other hand. Who knows what the next generations will be? Yeah. So um, I like the idea of moving to, from place to place because it's like you can observe the society and you can dare to do things that you might not be able to dare if you were part of that society forever. And I think that's what immigrants bring to, to, to any society. And I certainly did. Coming to Holland, I was miserable. I've got a huge family in London. I miss them terribly. Um, and I made a life here for myself in a way that I, in the Netherlands, that I, because I thought to myself, it's hard to move. If it's hard for me with a loving family and all the right things and my husband with a good job and so on, then uh, what's wrong with me? And so from that thought came the idea there must be thousands of people out there that, um, that also fee find it hard to move. So I started to do some research. I became a teacher at the International School of Amsterdam because I am a trained teacher. And I was right. I saw many, many very unhappy people. Uh, Americans, French, Swedish. I mean, if you're Swedish and go to the International School of Amsterdam, does that help you when you've only spoken Swedish before and then you start going into an American system? Oh, it's not that easy. And mm -hmm. parents worry and children worry. So that's how I, that's my background for thinking that this relocation business has a lot to do with me personally. And, you know, I, I'm a receptacle for all these all these stories and all these um 
issues that come up and challenges, and I try to find solutions. No, I absolutely love it. And, and the reason, one of the reasons I love it is because, you know, as someone who grew up in, uh, in different parts of the world like you did, I'm always curious as people always ask me this. How do yeah. you fit in? How do you find your, you make yourself at home in a new country, in a new culture? But you've basically done this all your life. What have you noticed with different generations as they moved? What's the biggest pain point for them to fit in? Well, I think that in the beginning, one doesn't know how to fit in. Mm -hmm. Then one tries to fit in. And then in the end, what happens is that you also start to understand yourself. And you say, well, I am who I am. I'm not a French person. I'm not a Dutch person. I'll never be a Dutch person. So why push it? <laughs> as long as I'm respectful to the society that I'm in, and I do my best to be part of that society, I think understand the politics, speak the language, I think these things are important. But I'm me, and I bring what's me to the society. But I think everybody should aim for that, and then, but you have to have a certain confidence in who you are. Yeah. I think when people relocate, they often lose their identity. Yeah. And I, I think it's um, no, I think it's so key when you said you become comfortable who you are, because it was the same thing for me when I first moved. I was thinking I, I have to be I don't fit in. I don't look like them. I don't sound like them. I have to be like one of them. And then it was so much work to just try and do that. And then when you meet someone, you're like, oh, but now I have to try and be like her. I have to try and be like him because that's the cool person. But then I think I became once I became more comfortable with my global identity, regardless of where I went, it was so much easier. Because even when I came back home to Nigeria, it was that you're not this enough. You're not this enough. You sound different. What happened? And you're going to constantly have to be pleasing everybody else. And that's so much work. And it's going to lead to a lot more uh, displeasure in you than you would actually think. And stress. So, yeah. And stress. Yeah. And, and I, I also think that um, the reason why you keep, why you're moving has an enormous influence on the way your life goes. I mean, if you're the person that's moving and you want to move because there's a job at the end of the rainbow or there's a university place or whatever, you move. Fine. It's just you. Great. If you take anybody else with you, they have far less attraction for going to that place. Yes. <laughs> so you've already got a problem. Yeah. One wants to go and one sort of wants to go or because they're in love or whatever the reasons, they go along. And this is where those issues really start mm. because the decision maker may not be the one who's the most unhappy. Right. Yeah. So it's the expat wives and the children's or the yeah. expat husbands and the children. Uh, and the yeah. children. I said children. It's children. So how do you... Fill in those gaps then. Because I know that's what you focus on. You focus on filling in the gaps and what's missing in, in, in this life. So what have you found with the spouses and uh, the children? Like, what do you do online? Because I know you have this robust system and companies use it all the time. system where people can buy help when they need it. Well, I think that when I first started in the business, I saw that corporates were not very keen to spend their money on emotional issues. Mm. And uh, therefore, you you know, you could bang your head against the wall. And if you said you've got an unhappy family, they'd go, oh, dear. But they'd never put any money towards it. <laughs> Whereas if you said this family need information about careers or this family need practical guidance in getting a job done, 
they were much more willing to participate in the support. So all my support is practical based. Of course, there's a lot of uh, listening and a lot of that's that's on a personal level. But to make this work into a business, which is what I've done, I make sure that the people that have moved get practical help so they can help themselves. Because all this all the buddy systems and the friendships and asking people at work or asking somebody's personal assistant, do you know where this is and that is? It's absolutely not the way to go. You need independent advice that's up to date and local in order to start integrating into the society. And that's how I've done it from a very practical point of view and not dwelling too much on the emotional because then you become like a social worker and it's nice to be a social worker, but it's not what I do. Gotcha. Yeah. I, yeah. I yeah. try to help people to help themselves. And I think that's that's a lot of the things of you know a lot of companies miss when you when they because they don't try to help people help themselves. They try to be that person. That's not you're never going to get there because you're not. They need to be able to do it on their own because they're going to move again. And then what are you going to do then? <laughs> so what happens then? That's true. Yeah. And that's completely true. And I mean, but the corporates just look at everything. For, I mean with respect they just look at everything from a financial point of view and they only start getting twitchy they only start getting twitchy when they realize that um, that uh, uh, that person might actually pack up and go when they've just spent two years settling them into their their, uh, new new home and that's a big blow for everybody because this sort of failure costs tens of thousands of dollars I mean it just does so better be a little bit prepared and make sure the family is the right one to move and then when the family move that they get the right support that's what I think and um, yeah hmm. now can you talk to me can you tell me a story about a time you had to go through that and because you you said you moved yeah a few times. I, were there like times when it was so difficult for you and you overcame it somehow with one of your principles Yes, I, I overcame it because I realized that you have to stay true to yourself. And, um, but, of course, you doubt yourself very much and you hang on the coattails of your partner or your children uh, rather than be totally independent because you say, I couldn't possibly do that because my ch- I could have pick up my children from school and I can't try that because my children need me or I have to, you know, you, you become, you, 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 you throw stones in front of your path on every way rather than face the reality. So for me, I used to sit and worry, I used to think to myself, if something happened to me today, if I was run over by a tram, nobody would know who I am, nobody would have any clue where I lived, you know, I don't have any family here except, you know, my husband and my children, my children were at school, and I used to feel very, very isolated and very lonely, and um, then you start to make friends and you make friends with anybody who speaks English basically or French or Italian rather than face the truth which is Dutch people in my instance or or any other nationality so what you do is for a while you get some strength from being with your own group 
But the problem with that is the longer you stay in a place, sticking to your own group is only protection for a short time. Because to really be happy in a new place, you have to take the step from your own group into the real world that's outside that. And that takes at least a year, and I would say 18 months. Wow, so eight, 12 to 18 yeah. months. So yeah, and that's, that's really entrenching yourself in society. So not shying away from, uh, from the people and not finding your comfort zone by saying, oh, only English people and staying in that bubble, right? Or whatever language you speak. Yes, well, it's comforting for a bit, mm-hmm. but it doesn't take you very far if you really want to integrate and enjoy the new society. It only takes you, it gives you a bit of confidence, gives you a girlfriend or whatever, but it doesn't take you far into the society. And I think to really enjoy life in a new place, you have to really be in the society. I agree. And, and I will say it's the same. It's almost a very similar experience for international students because I deal with a lot of international students. And when, when a lot of them come to the States, I did as well. Um, I've been international. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since I was 10, so I've had to do this a lot. It does take as long as you said, 12 to 18 months, but that difficult time, even though it's uncomfortable, is what actually gets you through. Because this is what you need to go through. You need to actually experience that discomfort. Because once you overcome that, it actually does more good than you think it is. Because now when I look back, I'm like, ah, that was. I, I, I thought it was the worst time in my life, but look at me now. Now I can overcome that. Now I'm easy to, easily able to adapt. A lot more than I would have yes, done. But I think, you know something, I mean, on a serious side, you can have, I'm just a bit unhappy and I'll get through it and wasn't that a funny time. But I, I have seen people who are genuinely, desperately unhappy. Partner, you know, marriages fail very often. Mm-hmm. Partnerships fail. Let's be serious. Um Suicides, attempted suicides. These are all uh, drinking too much. Right. All these things are a result of a poor, you know not eventually settling into the um, into the community. So yes, I agree with you, uh, Teo, that I think that that uh, uh, hard times make you stronger. But some people really do have hard times. No, no, no. I I can I can't even imagine a lot of things you said. And when you've had those people come to you what was the advice you gave them uh, because i mean suicide drinking those are those have lots yeah. of layers it's not that it's not a fix all you can't do that you know that could lead to you know depression addiction and things like that that takes years to get over yes well what did i say to them well i what 
what you can fall into the trap in my position and that's just my position of becoming a counselor or a life coach or that sort of thing but like I said I also want to give people the facts about how they can help themselves so if I I am a very I think I'm a very sympathetic person but I try not to be all things to all these people because then I would end up being a social worker I'm running a business, but on top of that, I don't think I have a right to help them, but I can tell them where they can be helped. No. So I would, I would usually listen and then say, well, I think this is the sort of person you should talk to. Shall I look up the number? Shall I find, you know, whatever? Because unless you can give a practical solution, I'm not a trained therapist, so I, I wouldn't want to get into things. I mean, in the beginning, we all get involved in other people's lives, especially when we're young, and that's okay, but I'm not sure that even a best friend is the right person to help someone who's drinking too much or whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, no, I mean, I, I'm, you're, I think you're right. I think it's a lot of layers, and I think they have to... It might need a lot more than that, and not enabling yes. You no. got to make sure they're not enabled. Um, okay, now I want you to walk me through your 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 mom and your grandmom. How does that work when you when you're dealing with several cultures? How did you? Because I, I am fascinated because a lot of people talk to, when I do a lot of interviews and they talk about um, their kids, how they raise their kids, and then their kids they see their kids going through the similar things they went through. What? Well, how do you? How's that for you when you're looking at that? Are you like, oh, you know, what to do? There are certain points that I, I would say, like when my children went to school in Holland, of course they started to learn Dutch very quickly, but being living in a country is not about learning the language only, because they would come home and they would say, my queen and my, you know, my, my prime minister, and I'm saying, no, it's not your queen, because our queen is Queen Elizabeth, and then I realize, of course... <laughs> You know, I can't, and that's just the jokey stuff. But you have to sort out for yourself how much you're going to influence your children's life when they're learning. Because my children learned to read and write in Dutch, so I couldn't help them with reading and writing. I couldn't help them with their homework. I couldn't help them with their history. So mummy becomes totally obsolete for a while. And actually, I never got onto a level I speak fluent Dutch now, but I never got onto a level where I was that useful for my children. But I have a lovely partner, so he did a lot of the school stuff so that the children didn't feel neglected. So that's what worked for me. And as the children grew, in the beginning they were very, very embarrassed to have a, a mother who spoke English. But into their late teens and 20s, they were proud of having an English mother because it was different. It was cool, you know. Yeah. And um, the fact that both my children speak completely fluent English with no hint of an accent makes them, it gives them an added skill in life. And I'm a positive person, so I, I never look at anything you do as being negative. It always has a positive side. Gotcha. With my grandchildren, they're one generation removed, so they both they speak Eng they speak Dutch more than they speak English. But I remain English, and I speak to them only in English, and their English is pretty pretty good. 
I read to them in English, I talk to them in English, and they are going to one day appreciate that there's an English stream going through them, even though they're Dutch. <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it. And the, th the thing that you, picked, you, you said there was the skill. How do global nomads and immigrants and third culture kids have skills? Because um, I find that sometimes we're not aware of the skill sets we have what it, and how it applies to, to our lives, our work lives, and just general social life. And a lot of times, a lot of uh, literature is written about the negatives, but I'm trying to see if you can highlight the positive aspects of the mindset of a nomad or, or an immigrant and how that can be applied. What have you noticed? Well, I noticed that um, you have to be confident I think confidence is a very big thing. I think that, you know, you're, I mean, you're, you're either born with confidence or you're not, but you can gain confidence. You shouldn't doubt yourself. No, uh, global nomads tend to, um, global no nomads t tend to find it very hard to put down roots, for example. They're not quite sure of where they belong. And there's something exciting and cool about that, but they're also insecure and I would tell them your it doesn't matter where your feet are you're 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 as good as anybody else in that society and I think that's what they ha have to have to learn or behave in a certain way so yeah that's what I think I think it's confidence and they need to understand enough about the society they're living in to be able to operate in it properly. So, you know, they shouldn't be, I mean, we all see and we all hear about immigrant societies where the mothers and the grandmothers don't speak a word of the local language and the children do. So the children are the teachers or the educators or the, the guides to the mothers and the grandmothers. Well, I think that's wrong, you see. I'm, I'm very much in favor of everybody throwing themselves into the country and the culture that they're at. And those are the skills to understand the politics, to know if you pick up a newspaper, you know what's happening. Um, and it's not about if you're really good at the language or really, it's about being comfortable with what you know and being proud of what you know and just being able to understand how the society fits together. I think. It's good to know how the society fits together. That would be a skill. Yeah. Yeah. But how you learn to belong in that society, I I think that's harder. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it sounds like you're saying confidence, a combination of confidence and self awareness, and just willingness to explore that curiosity. Yeah. Will, curiosity will help. Yeah. Uh, in any way, um, and yeah, and, and the thing is, there's just like there's no generic one answer for all nomads because everybody has you. You find you'd be surprised to find out what you unlock by discovering yourself and putting yourself in these situations. But it's a matter of you actually being open to being in those situations and exploring them. And yes. Well, the thing is, Teo, not everyone's like you and me. You know, you, you, we, we have a mouth in us. We ask questions. Never be afraid to ask a question. Never be afraid of appearing stupid because in my, in my I, you know, I've met a lot of stupid people. <laughs> <laughs> so I never take that stuff. I just think no question is too small. Find out what you can. Don't be afraid to ask these are things that will give you 
a place in the society. Yeah. That's it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So th- let's let's get let's get let's turn the show over to you. Where can we find out what you're doing? What's more exciting? How can people <laughs> sign up for for your uh, your website and and what type of companies and people are you looking for? So we can spread the word. Well, what it is is that I I put all the things people need practically when they relocate online. And my company is called relocateyourselves.com. So that means that you can relocate yourself. And you come online and you, through a process, you, you, you tick, you think, well, I might need to change my driving license or I'm, I'm moving to Lagos and I need someone to help me find a house or I'm moving to Russia and I need language lessons. It really doesn't matter. You buy a chunk of time from me and through that buying that chunk of time, which is very affordable, um, so I don't go in for the big prices that normal relocation companies would go in for. I, through the system, hook you up with somebody local who I've trained and who is probably also in the relocation business because that's the sort of person I'm looking for, someone who's lived for a time in another country and helped other people. And that person would simply, through the online system, help you with whatever you needed to get done. And it would be a shared process. So the person, the consultant, would help the family by saying, try this, go there, here's the phone number, good luck. And the person who'd relocated would say, I really can't do this very well, could you do this for me? And pay an hour of time or two hours of time or five hours of time to get the help they really need because they either can't do it or they have no time for it. Or their corporate who brought them to that place will pay for them. So that's what I'm looking for. And what I'm looking for is local people who've either worked in relocation or in the hospitality industry or teachers or nurses or a profession that looks after others and that knows their location well enough to be able to help others. So I do have a sort of testing, you know, how much do you know kind of entrance. And um, the things they don't know, my head office will try and help them with. So uh, that's also a possibility. But I'm looking for people with a little bit of time who want to make extra money, but people who are caring, understanding, intelligent, and know how to at least operate a very simple system on the computer. Oh, and I call them I call them relocation angels. angels. And yes, yes. I know I've got a lot of stick from that. Some people say, Oh my god, that's terrible relocation. No, it's angels. not. <laughs> but I like it and everyone uses it now without too much trouble. But I'm looking for relocation consultants or angels or guides who can look after someone in their location well for a fee and they will look after them in whatever way the corporate has asked or the family has asked. It's a lovely job. I mean, I do it all the time and I love it. But I don't do it in Lagos and I don't do it in Barcelona and I don't do it in Rome and I don't do it in Washington. But I have people already that do. And I'm building up this enormous network of hundreds of relocation angels so people moving will always have a relocation angel near them and can buy a piece of time from them and get help that's my dream 
I, well, I will certainly do my best to spread word about it, and I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be great. I think it's a great, great initiative and great idea. And we'll try and get more angels. I do like that name. More angels yeah. out there. More relocation angels. But I can't leave without actually asking you how you use your difference to make a difference. Uh, you know that that's 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 the premise of the company, and I you know and you're certainly how one that does. It's my difference to make a difference. Yep. Well, I guess being just happening to be a confident person, I can't help it. That's how my family made me. <laughs> I would say that I ask the awkward questions on behalf of my clients. I tell them the truth and I help them to find a good path for themselves um, so that their lives will have, you know, make a difference to them because not everyone's confident. There's a lot of insecure people that have to move. They're lonely. They have all these issues and I, I do my best to give them the tools to make them settle down well that's as simple as that gotcha no that's good and um <laughs> I feel, i'm glad i'm glad that you do so because uh that's, that's one of the ways we connected at the conference and um i i can't wait to see more work about this i will once again put all the links and um information to you know get in relocation angels and about you and your company on the show notes and then um yeah and we'll make sure we get this out there but um thank you I want to wow. thank you for the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I thank you for being the spokesperson for all the younger people thank out you. there that, that really need to understand what it is to cross culture. So I'm pleased you're there. Thank you so <laughs> much. Well. I really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to use your difference to make a difference, as well as for show notes, head over to www.uidmag.com. Till next time, go out and make an impact in your world. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.